what is the word for an obsession with shopping and buying stuff? Is it Mercatura or Emacity? An obsession with shopping and buying stuff. Is the word Mercatura or Emacity? The word is shopaholic. No! It's not, I don't like this game. The correct answer is Emacity. I've never heard of that. I know, it's weird, right? Me neither. Welcome to Sadcast, the podcast for working creatives. I'm Jackie. I'm Pam. This week, Beer Friday. Hi, hi, howdy, howdy. Beer beside you now. No, it's no problem at all. That's not. All. First of all, it's only two beers beside me, which is definitely not a problem. Um, okay, so today, what am I drinking? Dones. New. Seasonal tap. (laughs) No, no, what? Northwest. Northwest. Pale Pale Northwest Pilsner. Dones. Dones Craft Brewery. Yep, you got it. No, but what does it stand for? There's another C there. Collective? Group? Company? Of course. (laughs) Dones Craft Brewing Company. Their little logo is like a DCBC, like classic kind of like boring 2011 label like like or 2012 style it's like a this is definitely one of those like make your own um logo um squarespace things kind of like or they just got in early but like came out late with it and then it just looked it whatever anyway the, it looks it's cute though and actually their graphic design is really adorable they have a illustration um by olivolo on the inside anyway I have their Northwest Pilsner, which is their seasonal tap right now. It's delicious. It's a bit hoppy. But I think I like a good Pils. I've always liked the Czech beers. I think I'm into a hoppy thing. Pam, your feelings on this Northwest Pils? Too bitter. But I also like juice and pop, so (laughs) what do I know? Yeah, but I like juice and pop too, but bitter. See, I wonder, is this kind of IPA-ish? Is that what, it's kind of trending towards an IPA because of the hops? Is that what it is? No one here has beer knowledge. You have the most probably here, so. I'm learning everything just through excessive drinking, frankly. (laughs) I think that's how you do it, though. I mean, if you can retain what you've drank. For, like, a long time, when I first started drinking, I would drink wine because my parents had a wine cellar. I wouldn't know what. It took me until, you know, I was like late 20s to even recognize, oh, what is the one when I always like it? Oh, oh, okay. It's, you know, Cote d'Aron or whatever. Right. You know, Mm. takes you a long time to figure out that actually. (laughs) I suppose that's true. Yeah. I mean, and in, you know, I'm, I have like a cooler with beer in it as furniture right now. I'm currently sitting on a cooler full of beer because we collected beer on our journey. And, um, but I think for me, the thing with knowing which kind is which or, um, feeling embarrassed about becoming mildly knowledgeable or at least knowledgeable enough to fake 
like making fun of being knowledgeable i i think that's called ironic knowledge okay <laughs> so yeah. i have a i have like i could write a character who's a bigger snob now <laughs> although i don't know if i really know it i'd have someone check it you kind of don't need to to write that <laughs> it's true the less you know the better it's true it writes itself um but the flip side of that, I suppose the reason that I'm sometimes afraid of um, sounding like I know a lot about something is not just like that female thing where we're socialized to feign not having expertise or shy away from it, but also um, because I feel so often that I'm just swayed by the people I'm with <laughs> That's not, that I just sort of, which is another way of saying like, I have an existential fear of having no actual taste or feelings or opinions <laughs> but i feel like that's just like a pisces thing <laughs> i really wouldn't know about the whole pisces thing but i think that that's a fear that people have sometimes like, i'm i have no core well some things are just not important enough you gotta think about it that way too it's like it's mm. not like a core belief like what kind of beer you like someone might say something triggering to you and in the in the sense not like that sense in the sense like not like trigger warning this stout has ginger no but if someone says something and then it's like a flavor profile that might like influence the way you're like interpreting the flavor and that if someone didn't say that flavor note maybe you wouldn't think of it that way and yes. it wouldn't be as good like I can be sold to very easily in, yeah. when it comes to beer but also like it's the it's it's I mean fuck it's post-structuralism because ultimately <laughs> what I'm talking about oh god take the microphone away <laughs> okay I don't know about that <laughs> getting a little deep well, all, well, all I'm saying is like that um mastery of vocabulary around a subject is actually the same thing as knowledge and so when you know something that's another way of saying you know how to talk about it the thing with food though and drink is that the things that you're the words you're using are words we mostly all know except you're applying them in a wildly different way like talking like wine can be like a new tennis ball did you watch that what was that netflix show Oh, there's some show, Psalm, about these oh, sommeliers, like, trying oh. to be sommeliers. And just the, the descriptions are just outrageous. You're like, how the fuck? I can't wait to see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And then in that way, it's so easy to write comedy related to that because they're all absurd. E the real things they say are absurd. Stipulating. Like how? Stipulating that it's actually very difficult to write comedy. Continue. But that was funny, and it was real life. So, anyway. Maybe they did feed them the, like, See, tennis ball. This is why I think that... Okay, I have so many things to say. First, I copy-edited an entire wine guide once, and it was, like, it blew my mind, but was also um, really boring. You didn't retain any knowledge from... No. no. Weirdly, no. I feel like I have some kind of learning disability where I can't remember um, anything I hear, but also sometimes read. <laughs> <laughs> You're a millennial. <laughs> I only realized what that sounded like after it came. It was too late. And yeah, but okay. So I'm going to walk it back. But <laughs> what, what I mean is probably I smoke too much weed. <laughs> well, 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. So okay. fuck, fuck all that. Let's go back to the beer. So here we are, Beer Friday. Um, I am. So I so Pam didn't like the Northwest Pilsner from Dones, so I poured her something very different, which is the Ginger Stout from Greenleaf, which is in the North Shore. And I went by there the other day, and I had like vicarious. Um, like triggering from ICBC for my friend Rachel who used to work there I never even worked there but it's like hard for me to go there um, <laughs> it's like how spicy is again um, but then then uh, she tried it the ginger stout and she did how what did you feel about it um, I don't know I just don't think I like beer okay wait so she had a sip it's not like she sat down and drank it for a little while and passed it well, back over let me try it again I just want to, I do want to agree that this is a, like a stout is a challenging beer at the best of times. I feel like everybody should go into stout through. Okay. My taste buds are not, I mean, the taste buds are fine, I guess, but I, I have sinusitis. I have trouble smelling, hence tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, when I drink, it's a, like basically takes away my sense of smell like enough if I drink enough right now I'm like okay but you know my okay is probably like 40% of what a normal so I might be missing some things so you're saying you have a disability relating to your ability to taste things uh thanks for laughing no I'm only laughing it's very funny it's very comical um negative no no it's not at all i understand trust me i've been drinking with you enough i can see how it hurts you um but i understand and so to accommodate because beer friday doesn't really have to be about beer um it's mostly not about beer uh i i happened to have an ikea cider which i was like went to ikea today which is why i'm drinking heavily now and also um pie hole which is a little airplane sized bottle that i bought in albuquerque no roswell new mexico at a sweet gas station oh i should show you this picture i'm gonna put this picture up on the blog too we wanted to get some alien liquor and well no um there's alien tequila so there's alien tequila and then um, a beautiful sign out front that says, God bless America, a- alien beer and tequila, which is mm, so beautiful. So uh, y- you're having a little airplane bottle that I bought there because I thought it was funny and thought it might make an interesting gift for you called Pie Hole, which is actually a Canadian whiskey with that's like has apple pie, apple pie flavor in my pie hole and I like it <laughs> it's in your wheelhouse and your pie hole yeah. it's a pie hole wheelhouse <laughs> all right so this week on the podcast we're talking about beer Friday what does that mean it means that we're talking about work shit shit that annoyed us at work this week or recently um obviously patriarchy stuff whatever all that kind of jazz what was happening for you this week Pam take it take take it away oh man who even knows what did happen today today this week um oh well today this is just such a stupid petty thing to be annoyed about but whatever (laughs) that's what we're doing here basically this is the space where nothing is petty just tell me (laughs) 
I'll tell you. Just talk to me. All right. Um, so we have a band at my work, and we play when um, someone quits. Like, not like the second they quit or anything, but like I the day. Like, <laughs> Let's play you out. Um, it's like their last day. Like, we'll know they're quitting. Like, they're moving. They're going to another place, whatever. They've been there for at least a year. The band will play, um, and then there'll be snacks. Depending on how long you've been there, there might be catering. Wow. Anything is possible. Uh, I like the subtle... subtle There's hierarchy. Yeah. There's hierarchy for sure. Like, someone is leaving currently that's almost been there a year and really, should we have karaoke? Like, how, how do we step this down <laughs> in a way that makes... Uh, yeah, it's very... It's very hard because there's feelings involved. Um, but anyway, so I'm in the band, and um, I'm, a, I'm a singer. I'm just singing the band. I can't play anything. Um, but uh, some other people were singing, too. And um, first of all, like, I hate it when people, like, jump in. Like, when we practice, like, I just want some of the parts for just myself and this like mm. guy we asked to come play the, the guitar kind of like jumped in it was like Arr! and then I, whatever I got over it and it was totally fine and I shouldn't be like such a so annoyed by like someone just like jumping in on it it's like it's my song and then though we played today and the last song like the last verse the like other guy singing with me just like totally flubbed all the lyrics but he like either didn't know or didn't care motoring through but it trips me up and I'm like oh because uh, I'm in the middle of singing too and then I'm like oh and then I try to keep going and then he changes to a different part again and I'm like oh we're just mixing it up and, and then it just looks like I don't know what I'm doing when I let me tell you copied the lyrics this morning printed them out with like breaks and things that I need to know for myself and like you know I was all organized and like he was just winging it and then I look like I don't know what I'm doing man sung you out of that group i know and i like him and i'm not like i don't yeah. you know I, it's like a diva although it is like hashtag diva problems but like yeah, well. definitely hashtag diva problems but in a good way like where you're like i i prep my diva shit i can sing i'm in another choir i'm here to contribute i want to be i want to help but also don't cut me off don't jump in don't fuck up the lyrics yeah, I I know I. Uh, I'm so uptight. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, that was annoying. But oh well, it happened, and it doesn't matter. Like no one cares. Everyone's like, when is this over so we can drink? Oh, that's sad, but also appropriate for well, beer Friday. Because I'm so uptight, I'm just not the most fun like front person. Like we have another person that um, sings Leah there, who's like amazing. Because she's like a ray of sunshine that everyone loves, and she'll make it like super fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like too serious. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I have to like mental note like myself while I'm singing to smile. Like I'm just so uptight. I have to remind myself to like. Smile. Uptight sounds so negative. Come on. Think of a put a put a silver lining on that word. Put a rectum. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What's the like ring around the anus? <laughs> Put a silver lining. Ring? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I always hate it when I'm watching porn and then they start rimming each other and I'm like, ew, 
that's like not sexy to me at all. I hate to, I mean, do whatever. Just imagine like, what if they got a little piece? Of course, because they do. <laughs> I just don't want to know. You gotta have to. Oh, I don't know. It's like I would have to wash you. I'd have to fucking know. <laughs> Talk about uptight. <laughs> um. See. I, see. But th- this is the thing. Like, I feel like you have. Like, I feel like we all have these words that we say about ourselves to protect ourselves against the charge of being called that. And so uptight is like one of those. But you were also telling me about this time that you got told. Maybe we've already talked about this on the podcast. But where you got called okay. bossy. Oh, I did get called bossy for sure. Yeah. Aggressive, bossy, bitchy. I've been called all of it. But part of me is just like, ugh, that's so awful. And also part of me is like, hmm, like, those are kind of badass qualities. Like, it's know, only because but you're it, a woman. It's, but it's all in my head, though. You're like, yeah, that's badass if you're, like, super smart. And it's like, I'm too dumb for that to be a good thing or something. What? You, whatever. It's just the shit you tell yourself. You know, yeah. like I'm sure neither one or the other is true. Well, and the other thing, too, I've been I've been actually trying really hard not to think about work at all. So I finished my job mm, three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. I'm not keeping super close to track. It feels like recent because I stopped working and then immediately went on a holiday and I've just come back. So um, pretty much the entire holiday, anytime I started to think about work stuff, I would pr- I would try like cognitive behavioral therapy style to just direct my thoughts elsewhere not to like dismiss or forget but just to say sort of like I'm not gonna rest my thoughts on that now I'll do that another time Mm -hmm. um and what's nice about that is that I feel like it's been some time since I was at work and this past job I mean this job that I had it was like six months long was very intense and I'm so afraid that over time I'll look back on it fondly because the experience of doing it was so almost exclusively negative with very few like sprinkles of joy in like kind of a shit stream but like it could be that with the distance like of hindsight I can I'll see how much I grew or like I often think like when I'm feeling like really like I'm struggling like with work or whatever I'm like this must be a period of growth like I try to think that because it's like it's always after those times you're like holy shit like I really accomplished a lot or whatever so right well yeah and I mean ugh, normally that's true but the shit still stinks and I'm still like washing it off of me <laughs> so but relating to what you were saying all I was gonna um, offer up was just that I feel like sometimes I can feel confident in certain contexts or company or not confident but confident I suppose is probably the thing I seek like a competency that matches the confidence that is appropriate for it not too much not too little just approaching things eagerly and like with humility but also kicking ass where you can kick ass Mm -hmm. and like not being ashamed not being proud just or sometimes being proud I'm realizing like it's like what you're just saying about um you know feeling smarter in certain company like that's so true it's like some people won't let you yeah they just they won't fucking let you they won't have it even if you are something about their own insecurity or jealousy gets in the way of like you shining you know in a sense like it's yeah that's really true this is like so this is like maybe the nugget that i've tried to take away from my job which is like honestly Yes, difficult in lots of ways that didn't have to do with this, but also difficult because I had a real tough, like, 
personal problem with my immediate coworker. So just like every day, all day long, working with someone that where we have high tension and like, you know, over, over time, we kind of figured out how to like be really amicable with each other while probably actually hating each other. But like, it was not fun at all. And it's one of those things where it feels like a bad relationship. Like, like the kind of relationship I would never be in anymore because I would never put up with that kind of shit. I would leave, but like where, where you don't have any idea what's going on for the other person because you don't communicate anymore and you're projecting so much and everything sucks. So like, I have no idea what his experience was working with me. Um, despite having asked him about it once and like tried to approach the whole job with a sense of like, like the first time there was a miscommunication between us, I like text or I like approached him and was like, hey, I don't want anything to get, um, you know, we're, we had such a long show and we're going to work together so closely. Like, I don't want anything to be weird. And I was just feeling weird about this miscommunication we had on the radio an hour ago. And I just wanted to clear that up and like ask you, what did you mean by that? Like, I, I you know, this is how I interpreted it. And like, can we just sort this out? You know, like, which I feel is like fucking grown up and healthy. Yeah. Like I took responsibility for feeling weird and did something about it. And then it just went all downhill from there. What did he say? Oh, he, fuck. I don't even remember. He was just like, he tried, he totally downplayed what he was saying and da, 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 da. But I think what I'm trying to say is that like my actual, and cause you're always trying to encourage me to be real about what I actually think. And like part of me feels nervous speaking this like openly to the couple dozen of you who listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Um, none, none of whom is obviously likely to know this guy or care whatever but like of course it's possible that he could listen to this if he was like some weird creepy stalker guy who like figured out that I have a podcast and listened to it which would be very weird um I always fantasize about who (laughs) might be listening (laughs) yeah well yeah I mean whatever and and like I think the thing is that um it helps me to think that he has a lot of insecurities that he's projecting onto me or that something about me triggers in him because it reminds me actually the the level of like intense personal drama that we experienced with each other whether or not it was like psychic or like astrological or like whatever because it had that kind of intensity um reminded me of these uh couple different relationships i had not like friendship relationship whatever you have whatever it's called when you're 13 years old and like 16 years old and um yeah like guys smart guys in my class would gang up and bully me because they were like intimidated by me basically which is what I which is what people tell girls when they get like smart girls when they can or most girls I hope but anyway when they get bullied it's like because men are young boys are like don't know what to make of you and are trying to like gang it up on you. It sounds like such bullshit when they tell you that though, but th- it takes so long to like I realize unpack it's actually it. true. And I was thinking like a couple things. One, like he's overweight and like I'm overweight, but I'm like increasingly overweight. I feel like in the time that I've known him, I've probably gained quite a bit of weight. And so he's actually seeing me get fatter. And there's something about that that I feel like is triggering for him. I'm assuming that's a complete assumption. Oh, Number I think two. You're oh, I think I am. Well, but also he's like got this crazy diet. Like he's not just. Oh, yeah, he's weird. like yeah, yeah. He's like a paleo. It's weird. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. He listens to, like paleo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he like skips meals. Like we get fed so well. Anyway, I mean it's his own I mean, business. Whatever. If he, whatever, yeah. but like, 
Anyway, it's that level of drama where I'm just like, this feels like junior high. This feels like high school. You know what? Yeah. Oh my God, he's so jealous. He's so hungry. <laughs> this is, no, no, no. Like, I used to joke about that, thinking that it was okay to joke about that. I was like, oh my God, you've had breakfast. I can tell. Like, you're so, you know. But then I could tell that that pissed him off, too. Like, it was, I was. Oh, your whole personhood is an affront to, like, his like way of living but he's so jealous because who wants to fucking eat paleo yeah i will caveat i will say that he's like also celiac so like he's just taking it to the next level though anyway you could be celiac and still eat yeah for sure yeah but he whatever anyway you can tell that i'm like still so annoyed by him and that actually this is the most i've thought about him in a a while and i feel like sick in my mouth let it go yeah so beer friday Sometimes people make you feel like shit, but there's other people I worked with who I felt so supported by. And so, um, like, it was just great to work with them. And I learned from them and they were like sweet or funny or just nice or smart or whatever. Like, I had no problems with or people I would have like friction with maybe, but we'd resolve it. Like, it was just him. And unfortunately, we were on the same team. There's always that one yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody else thought he was nice, but everybody else is a bro. And I was like the only woman. So classic anyway um what else someone oh god this is hilarious so uh we did like an improv class at my work and um it was like all day (laughs) like my work is ridiculously fun sometimes and um we had to do like this one exercise where it was like um explain something to someone and then the other person tries to like interrupt them um or tries to like derail them from explaining to the third person anyways it's not some of the games were not like improv directly i mean it was like for business improv for business so like whatever you want to take that to mean um anyway so uh i got paired with some people and um they were like, okay, Pam, you're going to be the interrupter. And the girl was like, oh, you'll be good at this. Mm. And I just, That's so, I mean, like, we're not friends enough for her to say that. It's like, that might be true, but. I mean, that's like. I mean, I think that's the level of me saying to my coworker, like, oh, you're so different when you've had breakfast. Like, it's poking at a spot that's. I don't know, not necessarily sensitive, but I do feel like... You yeah. guys don't like each other. I'm, like, just... I was so out of the blue. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was before it had descended into, like, toxic indifference, but I feel like um, there was a long stretch of, like, total indifference. Like, ambivalence. Ambivalence means torn, which is tricky, because I feel like I always thought it meant I don't give a shit, but it means I give a shit... Equally much. on both sides. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, nothing's fine. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm a lot. Of, what did she say? I'm a lot of shits. What? I don't even care. I, I got no fucks left to give. That's what it should An be. Natalie Brulia, right? Yeah. Okay. Such a babe. Man, I'm, man, I'm torn. I'm a lot of hate. This is how I feel. Yes. That reminds me of a photo 
Oh, speaking of photos, I am about to spend slash I am spending nine hundred and sixty dollars to attempt to get my photos back that I lost off my hard drive. Oh, you are. Well, you know, I don't blame you. They initially quoted me fourteen hundred. This is the third place I've taken it to. So it was like one bowl was too big, one bowl was too small, and then the third bowl they're like, "Oh, we can probably get data off of your dead drive." Um, it's like an old resume. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oof, you know, I mean, all like I my hard drive crashed in January. It's April. Like I've, I'm over it kind of, but I've definitely gotten over it and then started to feel like, mm, I wish I had that picture. Mm, I wish I had that song. Mm, I wish I had that program on my computer. It's totally fine. I can give up all the music and all the programs. The it's, the, it's the photos that matter to me and the videos and the recordings of my little nieces, you know, like there's such a difference between a three-year-old and a six-year-old and I'm missing three. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's so frustrating to me to know that money is the only thing that separates me from those pictures. Like, I don't know. No, you got to do it. I, it's like the house is on fire. I'm like, yeah. I'll grab that. Yeah. Fucking do it. Just, it's yeah, okay. I did it. You won't regret it. I know. I've already done it once. Like, I already paid 600 pounds when I lived in the UK to re- revive and, a dead and you, drive. And you got it all back? Yeah. Okay. Everything back. And also, like, even that didn't teach me like proper data management so it's time for an overhaul this is why i want like two months to go on like administrative leave for me i want personal administrative leave where i just like fix my life like a secretary (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i've often thought especially when i'm off because i have had lots of periods of administrative leave over the past few years and i've often thought that there's actually many tasks i would happily pay someone to do (laughs) like go through all of these hard drives like figure out how many fucking duplicates there are of like the 19 or the like 2000 folder of pictures you know like Mm -hmm. everything's been copied and saved and dragged and like this one and that one and this and this music library so much of it is the same yeah i want like two masters and a dvd set of heart like i want two you know usb drives and a dvd set of like old pictures Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and it's just going to take someone like a week to do that but i just can't do it like it's too hard but i need to i need to just fucking shut up and do it when me and my best friend were kids we would pretend to have a secretary named jonathan (laughs) what you had a wait 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 you had a you had an imaginary secretary (laughs) well we i guess we would say personal assistant Still, though, I mean, like, whatever. It was the, like, 80s slash early 90s. Jonathan. And, um, yeah, we would always be like, oh, Jonathan, come in whatever. I don't know. We just Wait, no, please, though. Wait, like, in what circumstances would you summon Jonathan? Like, we're, like, at the mall and we need a ride. Yes. <laughs> imaginary Uber. Go on. Yeah, basically. Or, like, I don't know, to get us something from across the room. Whatever. And then later, I named my first computer Jonathan. So smart. Yeah. And now I guess I have Jonathan, too. I haven't renamed it, but Jonathan, too. Let the dream live on. Definitely. I feel like Jonathan should stick with you for... Yeah. You I, should change your Siri to Jonathan. Oh, you're right. Can I change it to a name? Maybe. Well, I've already changed it to a guy, British. 
who I assume would be Jonathan. <laughs> Obviously, it's Jonathan. You finally found his voice. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. You even talk to Jonathan. This I, is amazing. We were such like little riot girls. I'm so glad it was that male like personal <laughs> assistant. <laughs> no kidding. So I turned perfect. out the way I did. <laughs> She's wearing the future is female sweatshirt, by the way, everybody. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I think that's a good, that's a good, uh, good lap around the Beer Friday pool. I think we can feel good about that. I think it's time to sign off, maybe. Hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. Okay, this is Charlie Hilton featuring Mac DeMarco, 100 million off, uh, second single off her debut album, Palena. Out. Oh, it's already out. <laughs>
You can find us online at sadcast.ca. Everything you need to know is there. Sadcast.ca. Sadcast is the side boob of Sadmag. Sadmag is an independent Vancouver publication featuring stories, art, and design. Founded in 2009, we publish the best of contemporary and emerging artists with the focus on inclusivity of voices and views, exceptional design, and film photography.